Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. What's up, guys? This is LD from Styled by LD and Beg and Borrow Apparel here with Ina on Verbally Effective Podcast. Make sure you check it out. Hello, it's the Verbally Effective Podcast. Um, Ina Esco, double A. Um, thank you. This is Code White. Tune in. Hey guys, welcome to the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'm your host, your double E, Ina Esco. We are at episode 214. That means you guys are supporting and listening. Thank you so much. Check out the website, verballyeffective.com. I'm your host, your double E, Ina Esco. And I want to send a huge shout out to the Consortium MMT, to my team, Ari the Genius, Patrick, Morell, and Brandon. We're going to jump right in. I got one of my good friends with me. He is in the podcasting game as well. And, of course, he's here in Memphis, Tennessee. The name of his podcast is the Minding Your Business Podcast, and he's also the owner of River City Capital. Let's jump right in with my good friend, Ron Brooks. What's Camp up, Ron? What's How going are on? You? Hey, look, Mama, I made it. I'm yeah, here. Mama, you made it. Yeah, you shout are out mama. in this thing. Thank you so much, Ron. You know, I have adored you. You have been one of the biggest supporters in this podcast game. Um, you know, you haven't, I don't think you've missed a pod box event, our networking event for other podcasters here in the city. And you've been doing your thing out here. I've been following you on social media, making these deals, getting this money. Hey, that's in what a it's recession. about. Yeah, that's what it's about. We bagged up. You, you bagged up and you're educating other people how to do that. That's a fact. And that's what I love. Yeah. That's what I love. So we're going to get into it. that. But let's start at the beginning. What part of Memphis are you from, Ron? I'm from Orange Mound. So really, so by way of Chicago. By make way sure of I shot that out. By way of Chicago, okay. Illinois. But grew up here in Orange Mound. Okay. The Mecca. What what age were you when you moved to the Mound? Oh, so I was young, young. Okay. Five, four or five years old. Four. Okay. Well, we, yeah, we going to so, we gonna. So say, yeah, so we can count it right. We can count it right. <laughs> Tell me about the Mound and growing up in your family dynamic. Yeah, so uh, mom and dad here, um, younger brother and sister, grew up over on Spotswood. I know uh, where Spotswood yeah, is. Yeah, Spotswood and Sims. Okay. Used to uh, sneak into Liberty Land you know, okay. back in the day, uh, over there at the, the Coliseum we and all that. miss Liberty Land. Yeah. Oh, don't we? Mm-hmm. Don't we? We definitely need yeah. that. But, yeah, um, you know, dad hardworking, uh, civil engineer. Uh, okay. My mom's in, in kind of the credit accounting space mm. and uh, just had, you know, nice, you know, kind of wholesome family. A lot of love, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of discipline. A lot of discipline. <laughs> you know how that is. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were very fortunate, Ina, mm-hmm. um, just coming up in the time that we did. And 
Uh, again, my folks worked very hard and, and put us in a really good position. So yes, and you were the grateful. oldest. I'm the oldest. Okay, yeah, so oldest. you had to set the example now. That's a fact. Okay. You know how it is. Okay. Well, tell me about these schools. What high school did you attend? All right. So, two. Um, Melrose High School is where I started. Okay. But I didn't finish there. I graduated from Houston High School. Melrose to Houston is, yeah. is night and day. Not, well, <laughs> even more so in the 90s. <laughs> right. Really? Most folks thought yes. I had moved to Houston, Texas. No. When they wasn't seeing me. Because oh, wow. Houston High School was so new back okay. then. This is kind of like mid-90s. What caused the move? Uh, oh, man. That's a long story. Um you know, getting into a little bit of uh, mischief, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of mound mischief, and ended up uh, going out there to Houston to kind of get away uh, from that and kind of stay on the straight and narrow. Okay. Uh, Did you like Houston High School when you – I know that was a big culture shock, I'm sure. It was a huge culture shock. Okay. Um, but, you know, I grew to love it. You know, when I first got out there, I was like, man, you know, these <laughs> folks out here. But I, I learned to love it because it gave me a nice balance, Ina, in terms of my personality where I got to see – people in a different element at that point and really kind of helped propel me and kind of prepare me for the rest of kind of my life and Mm -hmm. being able to have a respect for um, obviously, you know, when there's opportunity in more disinvested areas of our city and then areas that are a little bit more prominent or Mm -hmm. a little bit more well-to-do and seeing the comparison and contrast in mindset and how people think uh, gave me a nice well-rounded piece, you know, Mm -hmm. to the education beyond classroom. Did you have, a, like, a set of friends at Houston High School? Did everyone welcome you with open arms, or was there some adversity? There was some adversity. I was a fish out of water. I was yeah. a lot less polished back then, so okay. I was a fish out of water getting there. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I did develop friends because I played sports, of course, you know, mm-hmm. football and basketball. And so naturally you develop, you know, friendships and, and things mm-hmm. like that with teammates. But it, w- it was kind of rough in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Some of the administrators, uh, uh, they were here, they'd say, yeah, he's – I can imagine. A little bit of rough getting there in the, the Houston. The mounds in Houston. <laughs> I can imagine. Wow. What do you think is the biggest lesson you learned being a student over there at Houston? Yeah, you know, I learned that, you know, how people tend, can think long term and kind of think about their future, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of what I learned there and saw with people is they they were already thinking the next grade. Mm-hmm. They already started thinking about college in the ninth and tenth grade. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, learning that, learning how to, to form good relationships, which mm-hmm. was really kind of the catalyst for me going into business, mm-hmm. was learning how to forge good relationships with people. And, and then also, you know, people that didn't look like me. They weren't from where I was from, didn't think the way I thought. Mm-hmm. Those people um, were really good in my development to really, you know, learn how you can work with people from different cultures and kind of different sides of the track. Right. You know what I mean? So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. So what was next for Ron Brooks after graduating Houston High School? Yeah, so after uh, Houston, it was Tiger High, University of Memphis. Ah, yeah, so. you was a Tiger back then, though. Yes, yeah, so I was a wow. Tiger back then. Um, my dad, uh, shout out to him. He works there. He's uh, running physical plant and planning. Wow. Uh, so he was already there, and uh, I came there and, and got started as a Tiger. Okay. Did you love? What were you, what were you majoring in? Uh, you know, it's funny. I started out uh, management information systems mm. was my first. Back uh, then. Yeah, back okay. then. Information systems was my first uh, major. Mm-hmm. And about halfway through after my sophomore year, I had a really good uh, economics professor. And it came really kind of natural to me. So I got into business economics. Mm. And so that ended up being you know my major for graduation. But 
yeah, I started out wanting to be kind of in computers and technology. Yes. And, uh, that wasn't the best fit for me. I it wasn't out. the best fit. <laughs> nah, it wasn't no. the best fit for me. Wow. Because, you know, you hear so much now. Like, you, that's back then yeah, when you were going back, to yeah. school. But you hear the kids need to uh, learn information systems. They need to major in computer science right now. Right. Like, you're hearing that now. But you knew back then. Yeah, I knew back then. And my mom was at International <laughs> Paper. And she was the one that really was kind of pushing me mm-hmm. for that. She was like, yeah, these guys are coming in. And they mm-hmm. got MIS majors. And they're making 60000 $70,000 year right out the bat and so that was kind of my influence yeah but uh, you was had from, to change from mama the yeah oh yeah i had to change that for mama so shout out to her wow and you know what ron i've heard you um you know uh we've both spoke you know spoken to kids mm-hmm. um motivational speaking things of that nature tell them about our life stories and i often hear you talk about you know your experience with corporate america because yeah. you're a full-time entrepreneur now but tell me about your experience in the corporate world. Yeah, in the corporate world. So I got started in banking, um, mm-hmm. you know, actually while I was in college, uh, Ina. And, you know, I, I was fortunate and blessed to kind of, you know, progress my way through corporate. Um, but a lot of experiences, obviously, as a black man uh, in corporate America, their experiences, you know, it's not like how it is today. You know, mm-hmm. in today's environment, uh, some people may not can relate. But, you know, going back to those times, uh, it was tough when you were, you know, either, you know, woman or you were of color. Uh, going through and really progressing through the corporate world. One of the things I really learned from corporate was, you know, structure, organization, again, those relationships. And so I had a mentor that really, you know, connected me with, you know, utilize corporate more as um, an apprenticeship as opposed to just thinking of it as a career or a job. Mm -hmm. So what that did was you start looking for ways to connect what you do in corporate to running your business, running your own business. True. And there's a lot of parallels that you can Very draw from that. So. No doubt. <laughs> Very much so. And so what made you want to start River City Capital? Yeah, well, River City Capital I got involved with actually you know, a little bit more later in my career. It's a little bit more recent. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Robinson actually started uh, River City Capital, which is an affiliate of Community Lift, mm-hmm. um, as the only homegrown, uh, what's called a CDFI, or mm-hmm. Community Development Financial Institution. Uh, that provides uh, funding for businesses in underserved areas of, of our city. And they needed, you know, someone more of kind of that banking background to come and really head it up mm-hmm. uh, and really drive it. And, you know, all the components of it really was kind of a microcosm of what I'd been doing throughout my career mm-hmm. um, and really having that uh, base principle of everything that I do, Ina, has a um, a tie to edifying the community. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, whether it's real estate, whether it's podcast, you know, things of that nature, um, always had a tie to how, you know, we're building and edifying in the community and bridging people together. And so mm-hmm. uh, when the opportunity came to succeed Eric, uh, I really took it, and, and he was good at helping me come on. And, and now we're operating that, and uh, we're putting money uh, in the streets uh, for people like, to build seriously. their business. Like, you guys are, you know, purchasing land and, and, you know, really getting things going. And, you know, we also, on social media, because everybody's tuned into social media right now, seeing what's going on. We're damn near in a recession right now. Mm. It's a lot going on in our economy right now. So let's talk about that for a minute. Do you feel like we're already in a recession or they just, they haven't announced it or (laughs) it's coming or where where are we right now? 
Yeah, you know, I would say that we are because um, you see, you know, there's a lot of economic indicators and things like that that people look at. You know, you know, you can, you know, the eye test kind of tells you, right? You're everybody's feeling it in the grocery store. We're feeling it at the gas pump. We're oh. feeling it in cost all the way around, oh, right? Oh wow, eggs is ridiculous. How much eggs <laughs> cost? Eggs. Yeah, and see, my wife does all the most of the shopping. So when I've gone in the stores and I've seen price, I'm like. I'm texting her like bread. Is this right, babe? Eggs. No. Bacon. I bet she like everything went up. Yeah. What happened to my right bacon? Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? My Williamson sausages. Yeah. You know everything. Everything's it's horrible. Crazy. And so every people are feeling it, you know, all the way around. So I would say, you know, we're kind of in this retraction, you know, kind of period. Uh, as we know, it don't last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, there are always cycles, and the the economy is going to correct itself. But you know, people are just going to hunker down. Um, and, and now's a good time for all of us to kind of band together and see where we can help people, mm-hmm. you know, as much as possible, whether it's within family, friend structures or, or whatnot. And so mm-hmm. uh, these are times when, you know, people's character always tends to rise. Mm. And um, okay, you said something right yeah, there. And so we want to, you know, make sure that we highlight that. And so with everything that I do, I try to make sure <laughs> to highlight that and, and try to bring that out in positivity and, and, mm-hmm. and be a resource to people during these times because, you yeah. know, these can be very tough times for people they're gonna need it they're definitely gonna need some resources um you know some of these major corporations are doing layoffs right now elon musk just you know announced he's gonna do like a 10 percent layoff uh with his company and i'm sure other corporations will follow suit we'll see that soon i mean it's not the first time you know companies have been laying off but you're feeling it you're feeling it every day and for example, your business, you you guys, you know, are doing major deals. Um, you're an entrepreneur. Is this a good time to be an entrepreneur? It's a great time to be an it's entrepreneur. It's always a yeah, great time yeah, to be yeah, an entrepreneur. Yeah, for me, yeah, it's always a great time either. <laughs> but now more so than ever just yeah. because, you know, and, and, you know, we all know this. I mean, with the advent of, you know, the Internet, um, social media, it's a, a great way you can connect with people in a mm-hmm. way that, um, you couldn't in the past, and you could really connect to the heart of people. Mm-hmm. And I think people who are able to e- exemplify that, that they can connect with the heart of people and really resonate mm-hmm. um, with their situation and then provide them a product or service, um, now's a, a better, as good a time as any mm-hmm. uh, to do that. So we're big advocates for that. And, you know, not only do we provide funding, you know, Ina, for uh, businesses, but also kind of the technical assistance and mentorship. Okay. Right. Because that's such a big thing. And, you know, running the business and transitioning from the workforce or aligning with being in the workforce and having your business uh, can be a difficult transition. Mm-hmm. And what we try to do is tie people to the resources again, but then help them with the mindset that it comes with ownership. I mean, you know that yeah. um, ownership can be tough. It's mm. uh, it's a time consuming. You're uh-huh. working with people. You're working with processes, mm-hmm. things of that nature. And so we try to help people mm-hmm. along the way and, and kind of help shape that mindset that helps them be successful. Yeah. And, you know, you have had a very diverse background in relationship building and working with people. Um, what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned with building relationships you know um i think the biggest thing that i've always taken ina is um making sure that relationships are bi-directionally and mutual benefit that have a mutual benefit um i think a lot of people miss that that reciprocity 
mm-hmm. that comes in a relationship. And, you know, what I always look to do, you know, business or personal is what can I give? What can I add as value to someone else? Mm-hmm. Instead of always me, 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 and what I want to present. Everybody don't look at it like that, Ron. That, that's true. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. And so I try to encourage people when people are, are trying to find success in building relationship, personal or professional, it's, you know, go into it with the mindset of what you're going to give. Mm-hmm. How can you add value? And what happens is if you give people what they want, mm-hmm. you'll get what you want. Yes, That's just naturally how it works. Very rewarding. Wow. Let's talk about the Minding Your Business podcast. Uh-oh. What episode are you on right now, Oh, my Ron? goodness. I am on. So this weekend I'll be recording uh 308. 308. Yeah, 308 this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a major feat in this podcast game. I want you to tell the verbally effective audience, you know, how did you come up with the concept of Minding Your Business podcast? Yeah, I'll give you the quick story. So I I got started in podcasting. A mutual friend of ours, uh, Mr. Dominic Lawson, had me on his podcast. Shout out, Dominic. The Startup Life. Uh, And he came to my office and he had nothing but like a boot bag. And so this is 2016, 2017, you know. So I'm like, where's the rest of your equipment? I had spent half the day cleaning out mm-hmm. conference room, and I got people running all over thinking he's coming in with a bunch of equipment. <laughs> so this brother comes in with nothing but like a backpack, and he had a microphone in his mm-hmm. hand. So he starts setting up. I was like, you know, bro, where's the rest of your equipment, Doc? He's like, man, this is it. He had a laptop, two mics. And I was like, man, that's it? So – I was a guest on his podcast, and I had had the idea for doing the podcast, uh, but had not jumped on it. And that was really, he gave me kind of the inspiration, kind of put the battery in my back, so to speak, to get started. And I started it as, actually it was called the I Really Mean It podcast, Mm -hmm. is what I started it as. And I was really ambitious. You know, Ian, I, I said, I'm going I'm to do this podcast every I day. I really mean it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, said, I really mean it. Right? And so uh, after about a year, I started finding some traction in the podcast. Um, the first episode that really resonated was um, one on sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. And I had some guests. I was Facebook Live. And my cousin, who I don't get to see a whole lot, that's in South Carolina, was on her lunch break. And she told a story um, where she experienced sexual harassment I wasn't aware of. And she kind of broke down in tears. And mm-hmm. then we kind of had a whole kind of family, mm-hmm. you know, kind of powwow on that. Emotion. Yeah, exactly. And it turned out to be such a great uh, episode. But really the wrap up was uh, after about a year, you know, I was just sitting there and I said, what the hell do I really mean? <laughs> you know, I really like mean I really, really mean it podcast. Like, what the hell do I really mean? Right. And so I wanted something, a title that kind of better resonated with the audience and that sort of thing. So I changed that over to the, uh, the Minding Your Business podcast. And that was a, a really you know, big springboard into really launching the podcast where I was picking up nationwide guests and, and having some really dope conversations. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, so yeah, it's still be it's still going, yes. and uh, I'm I'm excited about it all the time. What do you love the most about podcasting? I, I love you know the for what I do, Ina, and, and you do this too because I, I hear this you know with the interviews that you do, so you could probably relate. Um, there's commonalities in success, mm-hmm. right? And and where, how people find it, um, even though people take different pathways to get there, mm-hmm. um, I found that. No matter what kind of walk of life or you know, or what side of the tracks, what side of the ocean people come from, there's a commonality in their story of you know hard work, perseverance, um, overcoming objections, um, 
And so I, I loved hearing the stories of people, and I could do that um, really curated by myself, mm-hmm. right? There's no one in my ear. There's nothing, you know, there's, right. there's nothing other no than. No one is you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you Ron created yourself. Ron do it yourself. how Ron do it. That's a fact. And so mm-hmm. I, I love that ownership piece of the mm-hmm. podcast, and I love, you know, being able to give a voice, mm-hmm. right? You know, that you have a voice and that you can provide a platform to allow people to express theirs. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the most powerful things you know, we can do for each other is Definitely. to give a voice. Yes. Wow. I want you to repeat after me, Ron Brooks. Amen. Say man. Amen. Say man. <laughs> We're about to have a transparent moment. And what I want you to speak to, Ron Brooks, is um, – you know, I know you're still here in Memphis. You know, I see you travel a lot with your family. Um, you know, you've been a lot of places in this world, but you're still here in Memphis. Yeah. How have you seen, from your perspective, Memphis progress? And where do you feel like we need to be where, you know, where we're not already? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I, I've seen us over the years, um, you know, progress where, um, there's an attention to some of the underserved areas of Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the challenges even, you know, coming up was a lot of attention always tended to focus on Poplar and Walnut Grove, always. that corridor. Mm-hmm. And so you really didn't get, you, you had people that really didn't travel two or three miles north of, you know, kind of Poplar and Walnut Grove or two or three miles south, mm-hmm. right, in this city. And so, you know, there's a lot of highly segmented areas of the city. And it seems like there's a better concerted effort, Ina, about how do we, you know, kind of, you know, you know draw a lane of resources to some of these areas that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, either never got them mm-hmm. or at one point in time did and had been divested in. And yeah. so that's some of the big things that I see. Um, and I see, you know, a natural pride in the city. You know, mm-hmm. there was a time when especially a lot of native Memphis folks, mm-hmm. um would you know kind of speak down about the city and there was always kind of this negativity around it and that's improving a lot mm-hmm. um i think the next piece that memphis really needs to take it to the next level um you know the grizzlies are a catalyst for that they're mm-hmm. one of the franchises in our city that unites yeah it's the one place where a 65 year old white woman and a 25 year old black man can stand next to each other and, and say whoop that hours, trick right and okay. go whoop that trick right that's one of the few places the yeah. challenge we have is when they leave the game mm-hmm. and that Everybody white woman and, and they see each other on mlk okay. and they walk past each other do they have the same energy mm. that they had when they were sitting okay you know in the stadium together for two and a half hours that's our opportunity is how do we leverage that energy Mm -hmm. to the hours and the time away from cheering on John Morant and the Grizzlies Mm -hmm. and I think when we do that and when the city adds more kind of family friendly type venues Mm -hmm. um, where you know the the family can come together and be able to enjoy Mm -hmm. um, different aspects of the city when those two things happen, I think we really start cooking with gas. You know yeah. what? Maybe River, River City Capital could do the funding for an event of a venue such as that. I love to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us where the V will be there. You know how it is. Right, right. I feel you. And uh, you went to some of the games during playoffs, right? I did. Yeah. So I was, no, I have to say this. I was 3-0 three and oh three and playoffs. Oh. Let the record reflect. Okay. When I was in the building. The Grizzlies won each game. Wow. Yeah, I was 3-0 and this playoffs mm-hmm. between the first round and then the second round against Golden State. And I, the last game I was in was the one where they whooped uh, the hell out of Golden State 
beat them by 40 points or whatever. I was yeah. right there. So you felt that energy that you're talking about. Absolutely. See, you, I, I never felt that energy here like this. Yeah, there's nothing like, you know, when they get to the fourth quarter and they're doing, you know, and, and you know, we, we've known Whoop that trick, you know, uh, shout out to those brothers, you know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. But to see the diversity, it's mm-hmm. one of the few places where, again, like you said, people of different economic backgrounds, different races, genders, you know, they all come together mm-hmm. and they're band together. And yeah. it's a it's a beautiful sight to see. I bet. And, you know, to see, like, people who you would think have never heard of the song mm-hmm. recite every lyric. Right. You know what I mean? Like, all it's crazy. Racist, like, whooping that trick. Yes. <laughs> Look, I went to a watch party while they were away, and that was beautiful. Yeah. At Fourth Bluff, that was beautiful. Like, yeah, I've never that. been to an event like that, but I felt that energy. But I can imagine in a FedEx form that energy. Oh, yeah, the energy was, man. It's, and it's been like that in years past. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had some years. Nothing like this year, though, mm-hmm. um, just because of the, you know, how the team's endeared itself. I haven't mm-hmm. seen anything like this year. You know, you'd have to go back to like the grit and grind with Zach Randolph and yeah, Tony Allen. And, and grind, you know, that was yeah. the last time where you really kind of felt that energy. But mm-hmm. this year, you know, it, it was really good. And again, it's I love to see that transition mm-hmm. right into when all of us are doing business, right? Mm-hmm. And we're interacting. Our kids are interacting, and we can have that same energy. Right. Um, you know, towards each other as a community. That would be that, That'd be super dope. Yes, yes. And, Ron, since you're in banking and you know all about money, you know, um, what is some good advice for people that, you know, that are not thinking about this recession? I want to keep, yeah. you know, beating this in their head. Like, because I see people on social media still, you know, making the Jamaica trips, buying the Gucci, <laughs> the Prada. Like, nothing's going on. Like, this right. is serious. So what would you say, uh, what advice do you have for people in order to prepare themselves financially? Yeah, no, absolutely. I would say, you know, one, um, you need to have a really good relationship with money. So we, when we talk about relationships, right, you have to be able to build a relationship with money. So money, you know, just like when you hire an employee, should be working for you. Mm-hmm. So however many dollars you have in your checking account, you need to assign it a task. Mm. Um, a lot of times what happens is we just get money and we just are, are on the go. We see it, we want it, we buy it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to get to a point, and, and it takes training. You know, it takes a while to, to get this mentality. Yeah, yes. definitely. But if you've got $20 in your account, you got $2 in your account, you got $50 million. Mm-hmm. You've got to assign those dollars to something. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love to share is, you know, don't just assign it all to debt. Mm-hmm. Pay yourself first. Right. You get you get a dollar, pay yourself something out of that first before you go paying everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, assign those dollars to something mm-hmm. and always have something for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get so caught up into just servicing debt all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, have something for yourself. Now, you talked about folks uh, on this travel and, and yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you know, folks have done all kinds of stuff. You it's know, a lot folks, going yeah, on, Some folks have done some kick scamming. They, oh, it's yeah. a lot of scamming yeah. out here. So, y'all be careful with that PPP stuff because they coming Ooh, for y'all. They coming, Ron. <laughs> they coming, I They coming for them folks. Oh I'm telling you right God. now. You heard it here. Don't say I ain't tell you. Yeah, that's what Biden said. He got a whole team on yeah, that. He, they, but they, I haven't heard the, the fallout from that yet. Yeah, but so, but yeah, but yeah, but he ain't gonna announce himself now. He just gonna show up. Oh, like folks. a thief in the night. Hey, you know what to say. Oh wow! And so be careful with that. Um, but you know, everything you know, social media. You know, there are people that do some real authentic stuff, mm-hmm. right? 
there's some people that some of it, you know, is more on the facade side. Yeah. So I'll share with people, don't get caught up into the images yeah. and so much that you see. You know, a lot of what my wife and I do is, you know, we plan ahead. So if we know 2023 we want to go here, mm-hmm. we'll either take some funds or we'll set up an account and we just put into it. Yeah. You know, the money that we normally might go out plan with, accordingly. we take half of that, stick that in the account. And mm-hmm. what you'll find is, by the time you get close to getting ready to book, you've forgotten about that money, and then you've got a nice little nest egg mm-hmm. to work with. Yeah. So you're not having to, you know, try to pull it out at the last minute. And then, like we talked about entrepreneurship, find something that you can do to generate some money. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people that are in the workforce, um, you know, there's opportunities. You can do some things now if you have a side hustle or have a little side business, mm-hmm. have something that's drawing some little extra funds for you. Okay. You know what I mean? Look, so. look, a sister like me, I didn't pick up the turntables, honey. I'm about to ricka, 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 ricka. Who go. need a DJ for y'all party? Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Hit me yep, up. I've seen that. So, yeah, I'm we dead go. serious. Oh, yeah. I know you are. That's yes. Yeah. We got to get you uh, going with that. Okay. Sure. So, you know, I've been practicing and things of that nature, but, you know, no always have a little hustle going. Multiple streams of income. Facts. Yes, always. Well, Ron Brooks, Chap Ron, I have really enjoyed you on the show today. Thank you so much. You know, much. you're one of my it. good, good friends in this podcast space. Um, I really look up to you in this podcast space because you're a big motivation to keep going and keep building these relationships and hearing these stories and voices. So yeah. I applaud you, Ron. And I want Thank you to you. let everyone know how they can hear the Minding Your Business podcast or how they can do business with you with River City Capital. Yeah, absolutely. So River City Capital, uh, go to rivercitycapital.org. Definitely check us out there. We'd love to do nothing other than provide resources for you. We've got uh, cash to to lend out. We do Mm. that in a low-cost environment. And so definitely uh, hit us up, rivercitycapital.org. For the podcast, you can find it on any of the DSPs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can go to champ10k.com. Uh, very simple. Uh, champ10k.com. You can listen to any of uh, the episodes. You can contact me, contact anybody on the team. And uh, yeah, let's look to do business. Yes. Well, thank you, Ron, for joining me today on the Verbally thank Effective you so Podcast. Much, you are amazing. I'm so glad my audience could hear your story today. I think a lot of podcasts don't come out of this recession, too. What you think? I think so. I think the podcast, <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be, you influence a lot of these folks out here too, Ina. So yeah, you're tried. an influence for me and, and, uh, and for many you. others. And, and that's the great thing about what you've done when you talked earlier about the pod box and kind mm-hmm. of bringing podcasters together. Because yes. um, quite frankly, you've been really the only person that's done that to be able mm-hmm. to unite podcasters together. A lot of times you can feel like you're on an island. Yeah. And so it's great to be able to come and have a platform to yeah. network and learn from each other. Because no matter how many episodes you've done, mm-hmm. right, you're always learning. Always learning. You're always learning. You're always, always growing. Always so learning. I thank you for that. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Ron, for joining me today. And thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of the Verbally Effective Podcast. You guys, be sure to subscribe to the Ina Esco YouTube channel to check out the pods. And we're streaming on all platforms. That's right, Verbally Effective Podcast. See you guys next week. Thank you.